Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Madrid podcast. And coming up today, we're going to be taking a look at Madrid's first opponents in this year's Champions League, Shakhtar Donetsk of Ukraine. And here is a reminder of what happened last time Shakhtar came to Madrid. One of those memorable nights for Real Madrid in European competition, a 4-0 victory with a hat-trick for Cristiano Ronaldo. So Shakhtar Donetsk, Madrid's first opponents then in this season's Champions League. And whilst they may not be considered favourites to get out of the group, the team that have won eight of the last ten league titles in Ukraine, they were runners-up, by the way, in the other two, uh, simply cannot be dismissed. Luis Castro, the Portuguese coach, has followed on the title-winning traditions, picking up the title in his first season. And despite exit at the group stage in Champions League last season, they did take points off of Manchester City at home in a 1-1 draw. Uh, they also won in Italy against Atalanta, and they took points in Zagreb as well. Now, this season's start has been a bit variable, to say the least. They lost to Dynamo Kiev in the Super Cup. Uh, they've won three and drawn three in the league. They sit third at the moment. They're two points behind their fiercest of rivals, Dynamo Kiev, who are joint top. Well, as for the history against Spanish opposition, they've met seven different teams from Spain playing 25 games. They've won just five. They've lost 14 of both previous meets with Madrid were lost. As we know, the 4-0 in 2015-16, the goals for Ronaldo and Benzema that night. Rafa Benitez was the man in charge. Eight of those players who started for Real Madrid on that day could still be considered first-team players for Madrid. Madrid also won the return four goals to three in Ukraine. They went 4-0 up and then conceded three goals in 11 minutes between the 77th and the 88th minute. Now, as we said, there have been victories in Spain and some big ones as well. Back in 2008, in September, they beat Barcelona at Camp Nou. What turned out to be the winning goal was scored by Fernandinho, who's still turning out, of course, for Manchester City. Luchescu was the man in charge there. Guardiola was the Barcelona coach on the day. Messi didn't actually play. Uh, they also won in Sociedad by two goals to nil in 2013. Again, Luchescu is still in charge. More recently, in 2017, they beat Celta Vigo. Lischuk scoring the only goal for Fonseca's team. As for their best performances in Europe, 2010-11, uh, they made the quarterfinals of Champions League and three times they've made the last 16 
since 2012, 2013. And they have a European trophy as well. May of 2009, they beat Vera Bremen in Europa League. Luchescu's Brazilians doing a good job on the day. Janssen and Adriano with the goals. And there is still plenty of Brazilian flavour in this squad. They have 11 Brazilian players on their books at the moment. So what about the team? Who plays where? Who to look out for? Well, the chosen formation, 4-2-3-1. A change in personnel has been frequent this season so far in the league. In goal, they have the vastly experienced Andriy Pietov, who's still keeping goal for Ukraine's national team as well at 36. He's just four short of his 100th cap there. Also, though, playing this season, the 19-year-old Anatoly Chubin, who is Ukraine's under-21 national keeper. The back four consists of uh, Kornienko, another under-21 international who's played only five senior games this season for Shakhtar. He's beginning at left-back. Valery Bonda, again, very young and inexperienced defender, was back this week after a red card suspension. He's made only 15 first-team appearances in three seasons. Krivtsov could start in the centre of defence. He's at least a little bit more experienced, a current full international. As for the holding positions in midfield, uh, the Brazilian pair of Maicon and Marcos Bahia played at the weekend, but another Brazilian, Alan, could also play there. Bahia, again, very young, just 20 years of age. He did score, though, against Lviv in the 5-1 victory at the weekend. Tete scored eight goals last season. He's been getting some admiring glances from around Europe. Tayson, 12 years his senior, could also score from here on the left or right of midfield. He got 10 goals last season. Uh, On the right, specifically, the captain and another of Brazilian origin, Marlos, another current Ukrainian international. Uh, He scored twice already this season. Uh, One to keep your eyes on, though, in the middle of the field, Viktor Kovalenko, Ukrainian international who's weighed in with four goals in his last four games. Up front, you'll find a couple of the more senior players. 31-year-old Dentino started at the weekend. He scored two in the last two. Uh, Last season's 20-goal top scorer, Mores, is yet to score this season. He did, though, get one goal in the 3-1 defeat by Dinamo Kiev in the Super Cup. Uh, it's hard to believe, isn't it, that Karim Benzema is into his 17th season of play in Champions League. That's one more than Sergio Ramos. He's still got a few to go, though, if he's to equal Ica Casillas, who played for 20 seasons. As for his own personal goals, well, he's in a real battle with Robert Lewandowski. Kenny Benzema is on 65 Champions League goals, Lewandowski 68, Raul on 71. And then there are the two untouchable legends, Messi on 115, Cristiano Ronaldo on 130. So the race is on to overhaul Raul, who is third on the all-time list. And talking about Ronaldo, the Shakhtar coach, Luis Castro, was offering up his opinions last night. He said they should never have let him go. He was asked if he'd watched the Cadiz game at the weekend. He said, yes, but I won't take too much notice of that. It will be totally different 
I'm certainly not going to criticise Madrid or their performances of late. Asked about the game plan, he said, well, in our league, we are used to having 75% possession. That isn't going to happen here. Asked about the criticism that Zidane has been receiving in some quarters, he said, football is notoriously ungrateful. How can you criticise him? How is it possible? He has won everything that there is to win. And again, he was asked about Real Madrid's goal problem, the lack of goals and the lack of perceived threat. And he simply responded by saying, they have Benzema, they have Modric, they have Vinicius, Rodrigo, they have Ramos. He said, this is a great squad of players. We will not be underestimating them. Uh, one bit of bad news, of course, over the last 24 hours, Martin Odegaard will be out for longer than first expected. It will be now at least a month. The good news, though, was that Sergio Ramos was back in training on Monday and will be out training on Tuesday. The results of the checks on him show that he has no injury and is just suffering some discomfort over that challenge he picked up at the weekend, which means hopefully he will appear. The reasons for that are fairly simple, because if you look back at last year, the games that he didn't play in, he wasn't in the game against PSG in Paris, he wasn't playing against Manchester City in the Etihad, and things certainly didn't go well in either of those two games. As for the training... Well, in the last day and a half, there has been an increased emphasis on shooting, getting shots on target, as accuracy has been slipping in recent weeks. And of course, as they struggle a bit for goals, names continue to be linked. One story in particular that's garnered a bit of interest, uh, the fallout between Paolo Dybala and his coach, Andre Pirlo, at Juventus. Now, the clear message from the squad in the dressing room is that we got ourselves into this position and we will get ourselves out of it. There is a sense of determination, it said, about the place. And Shakhtar might well be feeling some of the backlash. One who can't wait to get going is Rodrigo. Should he get selected? Uh, and that, again, good reason. In last year's competition, he played in five games, starting in four. He scored four goals and gave three assists. Basically, he scored a goal every 47 minutes of play. And if he can recapture that form, it will be a significant boost, not only in Champions League, but of course with El Clasico coming up at the weekend. Now, an update on the Shakhtar Donetsk squad that has actually travelled. It's been revealed now that they will be without eight key players. So there will be no Krivitsov at the centre of defence. Alan, Konoplyanka, Taysom, Mores and perhaps most importantly of all, Kovalenko, who's been in such great form, have all not travelled and therefore will not be available. A quick update on Sergio Ramos' situation. He trained yesterday, but he didn't train with the first-team squad on Tuesday. And it now appears that he is very unlikely to play tomorrow. Zidane does not want to take any risks. And certainly, when you look at the plight of Shakhtar, the two forwards that have been included in this squad, uh, Vionyuk, who is listed as an under-21 player, and Dinilo Honchuruk, who is just 18 and he's never started a first-team game. Maybe they think that the risk isn't worth taking, of course, with uh, Classico just a couple of days away. 
And that is it for today. Don't forget, you can catch up with all of the previous episodes of the podcast via the website at www.realmadridpodcast.com or via any of the streaming providers. Do enjoy the return of Champions League this week. And I will be back later on in the week as we look ahead to Classico this weekend. For the moment then, from me, Tim Cable, bye-bye for now.